0: Talk, talk to me. WSradio.com
1: This is California School News Radio with your host, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank you, Wade. We are here live on California
2: School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Welcome to the program. Every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on wsradio.com, we bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communication, and here with me, as always, my co-host from the San Diego Union-Tribune, Drew Schlossberg. How are you doing, Drew?
3: I'm doing fine, and I trust uh, your Thanksgiving was a good one. I was just going to ask you the
2: same thing. Yes, it was very good. I had a nice, relaxing holiday. And and yourself?
3: Yeah, it was very nice. Thank you so much.
2: Okay, yeah, you know, I, I, what happens when I have a few days off, I, I had a few days off last week, and, and i become very directionless. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if you have the same problem. It's almost like I really need to get back to work, because otherwise, I, you know, I pick a, a meaningless task for a half an hour, and <laughs> then I just spend the rest of the day binge-watching South Park or Game
3: of Thrones or something like that. It's always good to uh, relax the brain every once in a while, so all good. Well, in fact, this may,
2: may come as a surprise to you, Drew, but for last week's show, I wasn't here at all. I programmed a robot. To come in and, and, and do my show last.
3: It's there sounded like you. so.
2: <laughs> well, no, of course I'm lying, uh, right. but uh, it's a great way to introduce our first guest uh, who has uh, helped to bring robotics to the El Monte City School District. Cynthia Diaz is a teacher at the Durfee School at El Monte City and the district lead for the Gifted and Talented Education Program, or GATE. Welcome to California School News Radio, Cindy. Why, thank you. How you it's doing to today? Really okay. nice. It's
4: a beautiful, uh,
2: and, beautiful day. Uh, it's a beautiful day. Yes, it's very uh, clear sky. I don't know if you can see uh, San Gabriel's where you are, but um, it's a magnificent day here in Southern California. Um, and also with us this morning is also, I believe, from Durfee School, 7th uh, grader Oscar Vasquez. Um, are Hello. you on the line there, Oscar? Yes. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the program. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Okay, so Oscar, just hold on for a few minutes. We're, we'll, we'll get to you. Uh, we're going to start with, uh, with Ms. Diaz. Cindy, um, you've been at the district, El Monte City, you say for 25 years now. Uh, that's quite a bit of time. And uh, I'm just curious, just at the outset, um, this is not an elaborate question, but you know, you worked with uh, maybe like the first generation of millennials and the post-millennials. And I'm wondering, is it, are the kids really that different these days?
5: These kids are a lot faster with technology than when I started, much faster. They're the digital natives, and they hold true to that every day. And I kind of keep looking at them, show me what you did again. I need to see that. (laughs) Um, Right. But kids basically are kids. It's just what you put in front of them that excites them, that gets them going and gets them interested in education.
2: Okay, so it is really the, the, the tools, the resources that they have that uh, have changed things up. Now, you were at the district for several years, and you decided to join the GATE program. So uh, tell us what compelled you to, to join the, and, and work with the gifted and talented kids.
5: Well, I, gosh, 25 years ago, I obtained my master's in technology. I was one of the first graduating classes for the educational out of Cal Poly Pomona. So I was very much into technology. And the district was slowly moving into technology. And I began to have students come to me and parents. And I ran a couple of classes to teach them the basic computer skills. And then I was invited to join the the GATE program to run for 7th an, uh, and 8th grade technology classes. I started that with basically... 60 students, and it has mushroomed, mushroomed
2: into 350 students. Wow, <laughs> that's quite that. You don't have to be that good at uh, basic arithmetic to know that that is a huge leap there. Yes. Um, Drew, um, do you have a question for Cynthia? Yeah, I, I
3: do, and uh, nice to uh, chat with you, uh, Cynthia. And we'll look forward to chatting with uh, Oscar down the road as as well on it. And I know some of the previous guests have uh, talked about using uh, certainly the technology in the classroom. Uh, know that you just can't throw technology out there without some great teaching and learning, and that'll always be the bread and butter of uh, uh, of great student achievement. Correct? Yes,
5: absolutely.
3: And so, how do you focus on that? Um, what do you do?
5: Well, I knew where I wanted to go five years ago, and we started slowly in the GATE program. We did um, the Hour of Code. We did Python. We did coding skills for the students to build a, a fairly strong understanding of what it would take to program a robot. So the students that went into this first class we started last January with the physical robots. and But they'd had already two, three years of coding under their belts. Right. So they understood the, the fundamental of it. And I could never get a robot to do what they make them do. <laughs> it's amazing. So they just jumped right into the robots and just amazed us. They were so far beyond what I expected for our first year. And we applied to the first Lego League and had our first two teams compete. And it was just uh, an awesome experience, both for the students. We had like 13 or 10 or or 11 parents come with us, and the parents were just as amazed as we were on what their kids could do under stress, under a 2.0, you know, two point second, uh, round, and make these robots perform is just amazing.
3: Well, it, it certainly is. And, uh, um, you know, we're getting a little bit of feedback on your end. We might have to ask Oscar just to step a little bit away from uh, where, uh, where you're speaking on it and sort of put down the echo a little bit. I am going to get back to this. Um, obviously, with the way uh, careers and technology are going and artificial intelligence going to play a significant role already is right now, um, you're really you know, preparing these kids beautifully for, uh, you know, career tracks uh, down the road. Do they recognize this?
5: I tell them constantly. Um, They do. When I bring in articles for them to read about, in 20 years, the jobs that we have today are no longer going to exist, Uh, I always seem to be bumping into technology. And this summer, I bumped into a new technology in, in a store. And it amazed me. I said, like, okay, what are you doing? And I was told oh, we, this is how we scan the items, we order, and we price change. And that's a job that took you know, three or four people all day to do. And this robot does the whole store in less than three hours and goes to another store to work. And I'm like, all of those jobs are gone. This will be done instantly. This is what my students have to be prepared for.
2: Yeah, I used to do that. I, I used to work at a retail store. I used to be the one that we, you know, every three months we'd have to do the all-night inventory and thing, and nobody liked it. But uh, you know, we, we still did it. That was the technology at the time. Um, do we want to bring Oscar in for uh, and chat with them just for a few minutes here before we go to go to break? Um, sure, Oscar. Yeah. How are you doing today? Good. And you? Uh, we're doing very good. You're, I'm, my name's Kevin, and we're here with Drew Slossberg on California School News Radio. And uh, wh- how long have you been in the GATE program, Oscar? And how long have, uh, how many years have you been doing the coding? I imagine you've been doing that for a couple of years prior to joining the robotics team.
4: I've been in the GATE program for about three to, three to four years since the third grade. And the coding I've been doing for about two years.
2: Okay, and what drew you to the coding? What is it about the coding that excites you?
4: The thing about coding is that, like, I've always been into technology, like, quite a lot, and I've always enjoyed being around computers. And I don't know, it's just I find it very, like, I find the computers very amazing. Like, intriguing.
2: do you play a lot of? Do you play video games, I assume. Are there like uh, favorite games that you play that uh, that that you would like to perhaps try to? emulate and in your coding? Uh, there's a, um,
4: one game that really fascinates me right now. It's just, I'm pretty sure it's a big game around the world. It's Fortnite.
2: Right. Absolutely. Uh, and so how many hours a day do you spend on Fortnite? Be honest. Uh, I spend about two, two to three hours a day. And I, you know, I, I, I've heard of the game. I, I know nothing of it. Is there a certain level that you can achieve? What, what are, what are the ultimate levels? Do you become like a master or a black belt or something at Fortnite, or, or how does that work?
4: Well, the thing is, the thing you have to focus on is like trying to be the last person to be alive in that game, and it takes a lot of skill to actually get a win in the game. Like professionals, it's a very big game around the world. Like professionals play it. You may have heard of Ninja, TFUE. They're very, they're very good at the game.
3: Hey Oscar, we've got about uh, thirty seconds for go to break, but real quickly, how do you use the skills uh, when you play Fortnite, then transfer them to the gate program?
4: The skills that I use in Fortnite to transfer them to the gate program, I use them. Um, basically, my, the techniques, the, the techniques that you have to use, like in there, you can use a shield to block yourself from a few things, like quite a lot of things.
3: Right, but is it? Rest- a he- Has it helped you like, uh, and we'll we'll, take this one when we come back from break, too, but give some thought to, you know, so this is what you're doing in the robotics class um, with uh, uh, Ms. Diaz and what you do at Fortnite. Boy, here are the parallels uh, between that, and we all know that there's great parallels between what we do outside the curriculum and what we do inside that can certainly, uh, you know, help on that. Kevin, why don't you take us to break?
2: Okay. Well, we will. Our guests this morning are uh, Cynthia Diaz uh, of Durfee School in El Monte City School District, and Oscar Vasquez, student at Durfee School. And we will return with them and talk more about the robotics program right after these messages on California School News Radio. Stay tuned.
1: Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of universal talk laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal talk laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenja Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find Universal Talk Laws at KenjaDixon.com.
5: Homeless veterans and their families are suffering and need our support, but many won't ask or don't know that help is within reach. Veterans Community Services is here to help. Amazingly, about 35% of the homeless in our neighborhoods are veterans with families. Low-income veterans or their friends are encouraged to contact Veterans Community Services and reach out for help with housing and other services. Call now, 800-974-9909.
0: Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com
1: This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Thank
2: you, Wade. We're back on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew and our guest Cynthia Diaz from Durfee School in El Monte City and one of her uh, students, 7th grader Oscar Vasquez. We're talking about the robotics program. Uh, It's brand new to the district this year, but the students are already making waves at tournaments in Los Angeles area um drew you uh we we left off you, you were asking oscar a question i think we should pick it up right there if we can
3: yeah actually uh, in, uh, we're on to something yeah exactly and then i'll have a cynthia answer this as well is uh oscar was talking about you know uh, playing Fortnite and all that business and there's got to be a great transfer to what they uh, do in the extracurricular side to what they bring in the classroom uh, you know cynthia let me ask you this how do you make that bridge
4: Um, they had to dig in and, of the and they're, to they're so quick-witted.
5: The, the I the noticed the, as I was so watching you, the kids' program, like, there's, when there's the computer failed to, like, okay, to okay, the, the robot failed missions, to do what they wanted to I think
3: you're both talking do. over each oh. other. Oh. That's okay.
5: Okay. When, when they failed to run uh, a mission, they immediately used instant, you know, like, nope, we got to change this, this, and this. So their response time to failure was very fast to get it done, which just amazed me. They were immediately figuring out what they needed to do to change the outcome.
3: You know, know, one of the things I wanted to bring up, we uh, put on a, or we're involved with a, a what we call the SoCal Cyber Challenge down here in San Diego, involving all middle school and high school uh, uh, students in our San Diego County area. And of course, this is just perfect what you folks are doing down there. You might want to even see if you can get a, a, engaged in it, on your own uh, cyber uh, challenges up there. But what they do is they uh, throw the kids uh, a challenge and they actually uh, let them try to break into something uh, with controls, of course. Do you talk about cyber safety and cyber security in your class?
5: Absolutely, we not only does the school district um, mandate and encourage us to do many cyber lessons with the students. Right. We have we're mandated to do so many through the school district, but because the kids are on so often, that's one of the big stresses I know in my class and in many other classes to to keep them safe. So yes, we're always always
3: trying to push that yeah you know what we were doing uh, here in San Diego with our partner WS radio a cybersecurity show for uh, for three years and brought in folks like the FBI and so forth um, but we work a lot with the the students and and you're so spot on on this you know it's back in the day um, and show you how old I am I'm the rotary phone guy you know so uh, and I'm sure Oscar's going what the heck is a rotary phone but you know you know now we're all so connected. So one mistake on your iPhone, and now you've just infected about 500 people that are connected to you. Uh, you must have to emphasize that quite a bit.
5: Continuously. And we are a one-to-one uh, school. So the students not only have their phones in their pockets, they have a Chromebook in their hand all day long. So it, it becomes a necessity to make them aware of possibilities and what we have to do to monitor those those right.
3: issues right so oscar let me ask you this question so um uh, you know uh, certainly you have to a uh, great responsibility um, especially you were working in robotics and all that business um do Definitely. you do you uh, counsel your friends and or your siblings or your uh, parents that uh, hey we got to be a little careful of how we use this
4: um Can you repeat that question,
3: please? Well, for example, you know, you 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 play Fortnite and all that business, and you're uh, certainly connected to the Internet quite a bit. Um, Do you make sure that the people that you're working with, whether it's when you're playing Fortnite or just doing the work um, that uh, both um, from school aspect or at home, that they are also being due diligence in protecting uh, the cyberspace, so to speak? Yes, I do.
4: I make sure that we all... We all have a part in this in this particular like robot. We've all had we've all had a great experience. I'm I'm pretty sure I speak for everybody in our team uh, we've all had a great experience in that robotic competition.
3: So let me Let's ask talk you a
2: th- little bit about. Oh, uh, go uh, ahead, Bruce. Yeah, I was
3: going to say. Uh, so Oscar, now uh, imagine it's uh, ten years from now. I know it's hard sometimes to imagine it's ten months from now, the way the world is changing so fast. But what would you like to see yourself doing ten years from now?
4: Ten years from now, I'd like to be a, a primary doctor. Oh, nice.
3: Beautiful. And uh, any reason what inspires you to do that?
4: Um, I'd like to follow in my grandfather's footsteps. He's a doctor in Mexico. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy anatomy
3: too. A, a good for I you. I find
2: anatomy interesting.
3: No, well, that's great. My father was a doctor, so that's a great profession to get into. Kevin?
2: I, well, I had, when I was a kid, I was also interested in medicine, but that was basically because of the operation game that we used to have, <laughs> and I was no good at it. I, you know, I would have been a lousy surgeon, that's for sure. Um, but I'd like to get back to the, the competition because, I mean, this, this is really neat. You, uh, uh, you guys brought a, a, uh, several of your, of, of, of your robotics students, uh, including Oscar. You were at the competition. Oscar? Nope. <laughs> yeah, you you're uh, you were present at the competition, um, and and your team won a, a second place uh, project award, and and you won it for suggesting that astronauts practice meditation to combat mental instability during long term space missions. How did you all figure yeah. this out? That's that's crazy good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we figured this out because we we figured that
4: astronauts in space are usually very stressed. Like, I mean, they're always up in there with nobody else other than their fellow astronauts, right? So, um, so we decided that maybe to find a way to, um, for astronauts to calm themselves down. And we figured out that meditation is a great way of calming people down. And, you know, it's not, meditating is not as easy as it looks. Like, it's actually very difficult to do. So we decided to create a meditation room in the spacecraft. That way that would allow them to, um, that would allow them to meditate in peace without crashing into the equipment or, to, or into each other. And in the spacecraft, they would like attach them to the. It, it it would attach them to the walls with um, cushion, cushioned walls, and that that would allow them to meditate in peace.
2: Well, that's uh, that, uh, and 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 your and your role and in, uh, in on the robotics team for this. Particular competition. Uh, what role were you playing? Because I know everybody's got a specific task that they have to do during these competitions. What was your role?
4: My role. I was being. I was a chief technician for one of the rounds, and a chief. Um, and I was a chief programmer for another one of the rounds.
2: And and so how did how did these things play out? I've been to a couple of these robotics uh, uh, matches, and boy, once that once. Things go, uh, uh, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. And then it just, for, it's like uh, your, Ms. Diaz said, it's like two and a half minutes of stress. And then you guys are there, just there very calmly figuring things out and making your adjustments. Is that
1: true?
4: Yeah, it's been real calmly. We try we we our best to keep calm during the actual competition. And I think we did a great job in actually keeping calm. Like, I don't think we went through a lot of stress. Uh,
2: we tried our hardest, and yeah, we did great. So, so there's nothing to you then. <laughs> you're saying, that, yeah, you know, oh, it's just like, a, you know, just like another day at the office. That's great. Um, and yeah. and so, what more can do you feel that obviously that you're just now getting into this? You're going to keep keep pursuing uh, being on the robotics team. What what more would you like to learn uh, from from this particular uh, curriculum?
4: Oh, I'd, lo- I'd love to learn how to, because right now my programming is okay. I haven't, it's not the best, but, you know, I'd like to learn a lot more programming. Like, I still need to learn how to use color sensors, how to use, um, like, a, like the only thing I've mastered so far is, like, medium motors, large motors, stuff like that, but I haven't, I want to master color sensor color in um, programming.
2: Okay, you're very ambitious, and do you think that, uh, and obviously, I mean, your science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, STEM subjects, uh, the, these uh, will uh, somewhat naturally lead you into uh, your future career as a primary doctor, uh, do you think?
4: Uh, I think so, yeah. I mean, after all I'm learning, I'm learning about teamwork, and there's definitely teamwork there. as a doctor. I'm learning about teamwork, I'm learning about uh, persevering, <laughs> Well,
2: lots of great things in this team wow there's and uh, you know I, I feel we're just only just beginning to scratch the surface Drew but yet um, our, our time is running out so let's uh, get uh, Ms. Diaz back um, on the line here thank you so much Oscar for joining us on California School News Radio uh, thank you Cindy are, are you there yes I am Okay, well, we got about a minute left. Drew, do you have any other questions? Yeah, I I do. Do you You offer
3: uh, demonstrations uh, um, at your school for other uh, uh, schools in the district that want to see what you're doing or if people are outside the district?
5: We, the GATE program consists of all of our schools. I have students, the 350 students come from all the schools. Right, right. And we are, the district has been so gracious of supporting us in this effort, and they are making a huge push. Uh, Next year, we want to have four teams go, and within five years, we want a team from every school. Uh, Yes, we are demonstrating. Um, We've had board members come. We've had other teachers come to watch while the kids were preparing, and they were amazed. And some of our parents that went to the competition have already signed up to be a team member for next year one of the coaches so it's i think it's going to go fast once they saw it and had a taste of what it did for the students it just amazed everyone
2: Well, we've gotten a taste of the robotics program at El Monte City School District. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for being on the program today. We will be back with our next guest on California School News Radio with Kevin and Drew on WSRadio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind.
0: One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind.
2: Donate cash, furniture, clothes, and other gently used household items to Father Joe's villages and get a nice tax break in April. Every donation is tax deductible. Believe you can make a difference. Be Father Joe. Go to neighborhood.org or call 1-800-HOMELESS to donate today. Nowadays,
6: internet devices are an integral part of your home. Everyone in your family has a smartphone, tablet, or a computer. Life is easier knowing that all your devices are secured, and your family can surf the internet carefree. ESET Multi Device Security Pack does just that. One license for all your devices. With ESET, it's simple to stay protected and save money. Enjoy safer technology with ESET Multi Device Security Pack at ESET.com. That's ESET.com.
0: In the military, things can change in an instant. The Navy Mutual Aid Association, we understand because it's our life too. That's why our dedication to serving the life insurance needs of our military veterans and their families is unrivaled. Navy Mutual offers superior life insurance protection without military service restrictions and limitations. A single focus on providing the peace of mind military families are looking for. That's what we do. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Call 800-628-6011 or go to
1: NavyMutual.org.